Ryan Reese. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. That's what I tell my neighbors every time I see them. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Yeah, not in that order, though. Hey, it is good to be back live in the studio um, with all you guys listening. Yes. So thank you for back. tuning in. I know. We got Sean back in studio. Looks like he lost 10 pounds. Hey, that's hey, a good right thing. Hey, hey. Did you lose weight? I lost 10 pounds. You did? You did? I did. Are you serious? Are you serious? I, I was really lying. <laughs> I, I lost 10 pounds. Did wow. you really? During Thanksgiving season. Can you believe that? How'd no, you do I it? can't believe it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> How'd well, you do I it? Well, I got off coffee. I stopped drinking coffee. Yes. Sugar. I cut down on my soda. Soda. Well, actually, I cut out soda, too. Soda, 10 Drink pounds. Very in a very, in a, yeah, and work out in the morning. That's they it. said t- they said soda. If you stop drinking soda, you'll lose 10 pounds. That's what yep. they say. There you go. There's well, your diet. there it is. There, there it, it is. is. Now, now do the, take your shirt off and do the truffle shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. I know. Well, believe it or not, I just got back from Mexico City, and I actually- <laughs> And you didn't lose 10 pounds. I, no, I, I didn't even gain weight. <laughs> Hey, I that's thought, a miracle. When I showed up there, I go, I'm going to eat a fat. I go, I'm yeah. going to eat a hundred tacos. That's what I told them. Right. But you know what? The tacos are a lot bigger there. Oh, they're big, mm. big tacos. Yeah. So it was pretty, uh, pretty amazing. But you know, honestly, over the last, you've been really busy lately. What's been going on? The last three months, we've been doing the wake up tour, and we've been doing the high schools tours. Yeah. And just to kind of get, bring you guys up to the speed, uh, just the last two trips, we were in. We were down. Where did we go? We went to Seattle. We Before that, to you Se- went to New Mexico, correct? Oh my gosh, you yeah. went a lot of places. We, we went to wait. We went to Texas. This? Then we went to Las Vegas. We went to New Mexico. Then Seattle with Austin doing an Austin That's tour. Right. Austin, the lead singer of A Mice and Men, and dude, hundreds of people got saved at each spot. It was sick. And then while that was going, I was doing the wake up tours as well, and you know. People were getting saved. That was epic as well. And then we got a chance to go to Seattle for one week, and we did 18 events in one week, seven wow. days. Which can, which, which is 18 events. Like, what was it? So we did uh, – we went to high schools. Uh-huh. We went to colleges. Oh. Um, we were at one high school speaking, and someone was, that was there, they, they were a part of this, uh, this inner city group of kids that they bring in from the inner city that grew up in really bad situations – and there was probably like 40 kids there that night. And they said, hey, if you want to come hang out, we're going to be eating tonight. Just come you know, hang out and tell your mm-hmm. story. So I showed up. We were booking events while we were there wow. on top of our events. So colleges, we went there to the inner city kids. And then we went to um, high schools. We did some churches. And yeah, that was pretty much it. But the majority was high schools and colleges. And it went amazing. If Dude, people follow you on social media, I know you you would post some stuff on the stories and various things. Yeah, it was sick. We were up there at uh, we went with the people that hosted us was Calvary Chapel. Um, shoot, it was in Seattle. It was Wayne Taylor's church. It was Calvary Chapel. I have it at Mount Terrace or something. Okay. So they hosted us. And they locked it all down, and we just went in and, and did it. And it was, dude, the Holy Spirit was there doing his thing, and, and many people were giving their life to Jesus. It was sick. So you traveled a lot in the last few weeks. Now you're back. Like, well, wait, well, no, but that what? was just Seattle. Yeah. So then I flew home for a day. Oh, you went to Mexico. And then I yeah. went to Mexico, Mexico City. City. Yeah. So when I got and that to, was amazing. That was sick. So when I got there, um, I was actually booked by Calvary Chapel. It was a Calvary Chapel in um, 
they don't call themselves Calvary Chapel. It's called Mustard Seed, and it's 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 in Mexico City. And the pastor that actually invited me down there, his name's Fermin, and he was actually a huge hip hop artist, uh, gangster rap out of Mexico City during the time of the Chronic album. He okay. even did stuff with Cypress Hill. He showed me pictures with Cypress mm. Hill and all them. He was like the exhibit of Mexico City okay. doing collaborations with these guys here. But um, he got after three years of blowing up. He went on the Vans Warp tour. Then he was doing his own tours. He blew up in South America, and then he found Jesus. And then he just kind of separated, found God, did his thing, and then God later on, like years later, three or four years later, decided to lead him into to becoming a pastor. Started this church in Mexico City. This church is massive. I mean, they have to. I saw have, the pictures. They it's have huge. to have at least. You know, I want to say at least 12,000, 13,000 people, wow. probably that attend, you know, yearly. A um, weekly? Ma- 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 yeah. ma- massive. Massive. Right. Um, so I did a conference called uh, One Step to Freedom. And, dude, like, I don't even know, dude, like a 1,000 people came forward mm-hmm. that night. And then the next night we did I did the three services and then another, you know, hundreds. I mean, it was just, it was sick. So then after that whole thing, there was a pastor that drove up from 45 minutes out of Mexico City. He came up. And he was a youth pastor, and he said, hey, my pastor wants you to come to the schools. We, they, I guess they've been giving Bible studies and working with the government, with the police force there for years. So the government said that we could go in to their school system, ordered by the government, mandatory assemblies. Wow. So we're going back in January, and we're doing mandatory assemblies, 10 schools in five days in Mexico Dang. City. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's going down. So traveling through all these different places, you know, you went to the few different places, mm. you know, around the United States, and then you went to Mexico. Would you say that there is a common thread throughout all these places that you spoke at that the kids are dealing with? You know what I'm saying? Is there a commonality within what they're dealing with? Are they all dealing with pornography? Are they all dealing with drugs? Is depression? Like, what is it that they're all dealing with? Well... A lot of the like the like the church events, I don't I don't have a lot of chance to talk to a lot of people because uh-huh. it was well. First of all, Mexico, you know, there wasn't a lot of English. Oh, okay. <laughs> there was English, <laughs> but it you know it was more like there's a lot of people. There was very kind of fast, right, right, fast paced. Uh-huh. But this is what I would I, I would like to say. I feel that the message because I'm just giving the gospel message right everywhere I go. It's the same message pretty much, and we're seeing hundreds, if not thousands, of people getting saved. So that goes to tell me that the gospel is the gospel, and everything that I hit on in my message is sin that we're that we're that we're exposed to. We're right. living in a generation that, you know, everything has to do with sex, and and it's all the flesh, it's all the body appetites, sex and drugs mm-hmm. and money and pride, all these different things. And these are all the dresses I'm hitting. I'm hitting this 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 empty lifestyle that that leaves the emptiness that that the enemy puts in front of you and then when you give your life to God you have that peace and that hope and that purpose and that your identity and who you were created to be. So I would say to answer your question, I think older, younger, everyone's looking for a relationship with the creator of the universe. They just don't know who he is. So you have to right. introduce them to Jesus. But then everyone else is also looking to have that peace and to know their purpose. Right. And not only that, their identity, why they're here on this planet earth and their their mission here to what's what's their destiny here on this earth everyone is looking for their purpose in life right i mean even like as you're growing up you know as a kid or in you're in high school or junior high or even like college you're looking like what am i going to do when i get older and then all of a sudden when you get older if you don't have god right you're still like even if you become successful and you're making two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year you're going 
but but what is there to life? Right. Like you can only buy so many shiny objects. Right. That, what is well, the true meaning? But why am I here? Yeah. You know, it's that you want. Everyone wants to know their destiny and their purpose. But what happens is, you know, because of uh, everything that's going on in the world, everything's so fast. Technology, everything's news is so relevant for like a second, and then the next article comes out, and there's everything's so fast paced, and pornography, and and sex, and drugs, and all this stuff is at a, such a high pace that it's just, it's all that is no that noise and all that distraction in people's lives that people are just um. Just they're just getting distracted, right? right. You know, so um, but that's where the gospel message comes in. The gospel is what changes people. You know, in a moment, it 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 got for me. He was a huge rock star, got saved. God showed him who he was, and then he started teaching the Bible. And now he has this huge church, and he actually just got another record deal with Sony Music ten years later. That's awesome. And now he's uh, they Sony re-signed him to do a new album. So that's you crazy. just never know what God's gonna do, yeah. right? You know, but um. Yeah, I mean, to say that to say the least, I mean, God is doing just amazing things. He did amazing things in the last three months. I mean, we've seen that over the last three months, we've seen literally thousands of kids get saved. Mm-hmm. I mean, and people. I mean, you know, it could have we could in the last probably in the last three months, we've probably seen maybe like five thousand people get saved. Wow, maybe maybe right. more. Yeah, I mean, that's probably more, actually, mm-hmm. probably maybe like six to seven thousand people over the last three months mm-hmm. of the amount of people that have got saved uh, on our on our tour. Right. Um, and then interesting enough, we did 15 schools last year and this year right now we have 54 or 56 schools booked. We literally quadrupled. Wow. That's Is that crazy. nuts? Yep. Yeah. Like, I feel like literally God did something over this last year where he's just like he, he's like opening doors. Right. I'm seeing like we're seeing more people get saved and we're seeing more doors open than ever before. Right. So something's happening right now. And yeah. right now we're in December. So there's still, you know, the, the uh, rest of the next year, 2018 to go. So people can still book uh, the Kill the Noise Tour, right? Yes, 100%. Go to the whosoevers.com at the whosoevers um, for, um, to email to make sure if you want to uh, book your school. Again, we've always said it before, whether you're a janitor, whether you're um, you're somewhat connected to that school, whatever it is, you're a student there, you have a vision for the school, um, email in, love to, to bring the, the crew out to you guys. There's such a great need. We're going to cover multiple things um, throughout this show here tonight. And as you uh, follow us um, on the show tonight, there's, there's always a number that you can call in and be a part of this show. And that number is 888-564-6173, 888-564-6173. As always, go to thewhosovers.com to keep up with all that's taking place. Follow on all the Instagram stuff, Ryan's Instagram as well, because you'll be able to see the heartbeat of all the things that Ryan's talking about right now. Going to Seattle, going to Albuquerque, going to Mexico, um, and being a part of the vision of the whosoever's donating, you'll know like where all that is going to. So we encourage you guys to be a part. Be a part of the uh, the movement and pray for us too that God keeps uh, opening doors, and um, it's going to be amazing. But um, yeah, and the way it works even with the high school, just you know, our main goal is the way we get in is we get connected to the Christian club teacher. It's that simple. So mm-hmm. all we need to do is you, a parent or a student, can go in and connect us with the Christian Club teacher, and then it's a done deal. It's uh, it's 100% free for the school. And then we give them the gospel, get them saved, and then we get them plugged into the Christian Club, and the Christian Club filters them into the local churches that they are working with. So it's it's all turnkey, and it's all set up. So tonight, let's take this call. 
from Julia. Julie. Julie from Long Beach. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hello. How you doing tonight? Hi. Good. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, gosh, where do I begin? So I have a 10-year-old son that's going to be 11 at the end of this month. And, you know, you guys say it all the time that kids younger and younger, they're being exposed to pornography by friends mm-hmm. um, or just due to, you know, the screen time. They have phones now, tablets, uh, you name it. Some children have social media. Right. I mean, you guys talk about it all the time. Um, so I, I just can't thank God enough for your program because I was faced with a situation where my son had seen a pornographic image and I didn't know it about a year ago on a friend's phone. And recently, um, I guess some of those thoughts had kind of resurfaced and he was searching for girls in bikinis. Mm. So, you know, um, the intention was there, but fortunately he wasn't really exposed uh, to full nudity. Right. And I, I didn't know what to do, so I went on Ryan's website, and I was able to search past shows that you guys had done. Mm-hmm. And we listened to a show about two weeks ago, um, and it was about the depression and the anxiety that he now has. You know, he just has such heavy, like, condemnation. He's questioning, you know, his salvation at this point because, you know, he knows the Lord. He loves the Lord. And... He he just feels so ashamed. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I was just kind of hoping that um, maybe you guys could talk to those of us parents who have preteens, because it seems like the enemy's going after the the children younger and younger now. So I got a question. So how did you? Mm-hmm. So how did you address it with? I mean, maybe you because you're a parent. Yeah. How did you? Mm-hmm. When he? How did it all happen? He came to you. How did you? How did you address it? So. Over the last couple of months, I've noticed he seems kind of depressed and wasn't really sure why, because mm-hmm. um, he's a pretty easygoing, laid-back kid, like really mellow. And he's been reading this Bible a lot lately, just in the Word, highlighting, and I was like, oh, great, you know, he's studying. And, you know, finally one day he just broke down in tears, and he's like, I just can't bear it anymore. Like, I just feel so guilty. I feel so ashamed. And it was just condemnation, just lies from the enemy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he tries to control our thoughts, and our thoughts become our feelings. And all of that's unreliable. We have to rely on God's truth, His Word. And, you know, the first thing I did is I said, all right, we're going to Ryan's website, and I know that he talks about this all the time, and I pulled up a past show. And my son said that, you know, what we were listening to on your show really spoke to him and really helped him. I just never thought that I would deal with this, you know, at this age. I thought maybe when he's 15 or 16, you know? Right. Well, they they say the average age is uh, eight years old now. That, wow! That uh, that they're getting exposed to it. So he actually got exposed to it a little bit later than, than than the majority now at this point. It's it's crazy. I mean, we're gonna we have a couple pages of um, some new statistics from 2017 that that we're gonna kind of read. And it's funny because what you're saying is the mainstream is saying exactly the same thing. These are the side effects of of the pornography. But thank God that um, 
a relationship with Jesus Christ as first of all, all that guilt, that shame and everything that we, that the condemnation, because that's what Satan does. He's the condemner, right? Mm-hmm. So he likes yeah. to condemn. That's, that's his whole tactic. It's all mind games. And he likes to condemn and make us feel like we're worthless. But then that's why we come to the throne of grace where Jesus Christ died on the cross for the forgiveness of sins that anyone that believes in him will be forgiven and have everlasting life as we, um, as we repent of our sins. And then that's, knowing that God gives us the forgiveness of sins and then the peace of the Holy Spirit, that will help us to overcome this. And not only that, the power of the Holy Ghost in our life is what helps us to to pull away from this stuff because pornography, you know, we've talked about this a lot um, here on the shows because it's not like drugs. Like if you go do drugs and you go drink, you know you're going to come down and you're going to, you know, if you drink too much, you're going to be feeling sick the next day or whatever. But pornography... You don't get like this hangover, but more of like, I mean, there, there are major side effects of what we're going to talk about, but it's all, it's more of a long process, you know, than, than just like an immediate, uh, process with pornography. So it starts off so innocent in a way, but then the progression of it, it gets, it turns into some serious issues that even the main, you know, the secular world mainstream is they're, they're, they're having big problems in, in the medical field. And, um, they're, they're saying that the people are, are getting depression, anxiety, you know, they're, what, what are they doing? They're losing their jobs. Right. Um, divorces. I mean, it's exactly. just like crazy stuff that's happening from, from long-term, long-term use. We talked to this, we saw this one video of this, this guy today. He, uh, he got exposed to pornography when he was how old? Four, eight. Eight. He was eight years old. He was eight years old. And he got exposed to pornography. He was on that one show. What's it called? Katie Kirk. Katie Kirk. He got exposed to pornography when he was eight years old, and then by 14, he started sleeping around. And then by the time he was 23 in college, because of the progression of pornography and um, you know how it can get more hardcore and there's, uh, everything's novelty and you could just keep watching crazier stuff and you're, you, you could just basically your appetite increases for gnarlier stuff, that it got to the point where he couldn't even – if he was even with a girl, he, he couldn't – the girl wouldn't even do it for him anymore. So – he literally could not even sleep with anyone at this point. Um, and he had to basically stop watching pornography for nine months um, because of what it's doing to the brain. And that's from the mainstream. Right. He's not even a believer. He's not even a believer. Yeah. So this is like wow. the, these are the, this, this is what's happening with the mainstream. But with us as Christians, you know, this is also a big thing with, with people in the church. Sean, you counsel with a lot of guys, mm-hmm. right? In the church. and Yeah. I would say I wanted to ask a question for Julie. Like, how how is he doing now, your son? Um, thank you so much for asking. He's depressed. You know, he yeah. found a great verse, which was Second Corinthians verse ten, uh, four and five. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, bring every thought you know, into subjection. Talk- yeah. Yes, at you know, just bring every thought captive before the Lord, and so he's hanging on to that verse right now, but. You know, I would just like to say to the parents out there, your kids are going to say everything's fine, but you have to look for those changes in their behavior. And I knew something wasn't right. And I just, you know, kept pestering and kept pestering, you know, and praying, of course. Mm -hmm. And he finally cracked, I guess, and told me what was wrong. Um, But, you know, he's depressed and he feels ashamed and he's questioning his salvation. Am I, you know, I keep thinking maybe I'm not going to heaven and... He has a little anxiety over it, and he just, as you were saying, it wasn't like hardcore or Mm -hmm. full nudity, but he knew his intentions were wrong because he has that, you know, firm foundation in the Lord, and 
you know, it's happening even with kids who are sheltered. For sure. So, let me, Julie, let me give you some, mm-hmm. uh, some hope here. Let him know that, you know, uh, Sean in the, in the, here and myself, we got exposed to it at a young age and was very, you know, we were involved with it. And let them, let them know that, you know, we know that God makes us a new creation in Christ. And as we ask for forgiveness, number one, we're forgiven. And then God will start doing that work in our life. And he'll start, he'll start just kind of transforming that stuff. Time in the Word of God and time with God will heal and start transforming uh, those thoughts, yeah. you know. Um, it's you. been nine years, you know, it's been nine years since I've seen that stuff um, or even like one after it. But um, he will... He will, once you're exposed to it, you know, then you always have that in the back of your mind. The enemy likes to pull up. So this is just where he has to, you know, hunker down and and, uh, decide that he's going to follow Christ and not not go into that. Because that could just open a whole other can of worms as as he gets, you know, with that. I have a a question for you, Julie. And when you called, you said, you know, for um, that you wanted to help other parents out. And so my question to you is... Did you ever talk to your son about this before this happened? And if not, in hindsight, do you think that it would have helped if you did? You know, just recently, because he's in fifth grade, Mm -hmm. I started to talk to him a little bit about, you know, what the Bible says Mm -hmm. about sex is, you know, between a husband and a wife, Mm -hmm. um, because I know they're going to do that talk towards the end of the year. Right. Uh, And I wanted to be the one to share, you know, my biblical views on that. Right. Um, But I I didn't think, I guess, you know, I'm trying to rack my brain here. I don't think I ever thought to mention pornography. Right. You know, that's a great question that you ask, because I talked about not having, you know, premarital sex, Uh um, but... Or, you know, I, I don't think I ever mentioned because that. You never think your kid's going to see it. No, you don't. <laughs> but, like, you know, no, know. moving forward, like, you know, I talk to a lot yeah. of parents yeah. and, you know, I, you know, I ha- my kids haven't, you know, been exposed to it yet. And that doesn't mean that they not, of course, they're going to be one day. And so it like for me, it's like, you know, is it something that would help if you talk yes. to them uh, before it even happens so they know what to look out for or they know, okay, this is what's wrong, you know what I'm saying, and yes. why it's wrong type thing. Yes, absolutely. I wish I would have included that in the conversation. Mm-hmm. I just didn't even think to because I know that Ryan says it all the time and Sean says it all the time, but I just didn't think it would happen to my 10-year-old. Right. I, you know, I thought, oh, when he's 15 or 16. Uh-huh. No, you have to talk to them before it happens. You're absolutely right. You know what's interesting? Because, like, when we were in fifth grade, we learned about the sex ad. Right. Fifth grade. And that's yeah. still obviously the same exactly. agenda. But the statistics are saying, like, Time Magazine, all these ones are saying eight, eight. years old is, exactly. like, the new, is when p- kids are discovering this stuff. Right. No, it's So what true. grade is that? Is that third? Third grade? Yeah, third, third grade. grade. Third grade. Third grade. Yeah. Third grade. Which is crazy because I think about like the stuff that I've had to expose my kids to and it's like a catch 22 for me because like you were saying, Julie, you want to be the one to tell them because if they find out from somebody else, it's maybe it might not be the truth or what you believe. But then on the other hand, I feel like that I'm taking away some of their innocence, like they're not growing up as innocent as I would like them to because I have to expose them to all these things things that are just so horrible, you know? Yep. You described it perfectly. Absolutely. 
Well, I got one more verse to, to give to your son. I, I think a simple one's been going through my mind since you've been talking. And it's from, and this is the simplicity of a relationship with God. Because one thing that you notice and the listeners notice as well, doesn't matter how young or how old we are, we're born in sin. We have a sinful nature. And we can, there are many things that are lure us. Uh, but John says in First John verse 9, uh, chapter 1, verse 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and mm-hmm. He is just to forgive us of all of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's what the Lord desires for us to know, is that He's faithful and He's just, and He can forgive us of all of our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We have a, a great standing with the Lord in that we stand in Christ's perfection and His righteousness. In ourselves, we're, we're a wreck. We make mistakes every day. Um, but trust in God's forgiveness and his cleansing power of our minds and our hearts. Okay? Yes, thank you so much. Thanks for calling in. This is a serious... We love talking about pornography on this show because this is one of the biggest problems in the world right now, not only in the church, but even with the main stream. So thanks, uh, Julie, for calling. Thank you. And thank you for the heart that you guys have for the children. I mean, the youth, the kids, the high school kids. I'm so glad to hear you guys are reaching out to middle schools now. I mean, thank you so much. I really was so grateful to have the resource of, you know, listening to a past show. So thank you so much. Dude, that's awesome. Awesome, Thank you. Well, that's awesome. Well, So all the listeners, you can go to the website, ryan-reese.com. All of our past shows are from like two years. You know, there's two years of shows up there, and it's very simple. You just go to the website, and it has um, the the, na- the label of the show is on there. Right. It'll say what suicide, depression, right. or like the call of God, or whatever subject you're looking for. They're right there in front of you. Let's let's talk about some of these porn statistics, like what the mainstream says, Melinda. Okay. Do you have which which website do you have up right now? I have the um, the first uh, page. Okay, let's let's talk about so, the uh, pornography. Here are the notable symptoms. statistics that uh, that just came out. What in two thousand seventeen? So over thirty thousand people are watching porn at any given second. Second, we're not talking about hour. Second, mm-hmm. thirty thousand. Approximately 40 million people in the United States are sexually involved with the Internet. 40 million people are involved sexually with the Internet. Um, There are studies which indicate that about 8% of emails, which is 2.5 billion, 25% of all searched requests, 68 million, and 35% of all downloads on the Internet involve pornography. So 8%. And 25%, they all search it. But all these searches are about pornography. And as much as some may try to avoid porn at all costs, still over 20% of adults, and this is where it's scary, 80% of children get exposed to porn unintentionally. 80%. Yeah, 80%. Unintentionally. Because it's clickbait stuff throughout yes. all websites, doesn't matter what it is. Because you think about it, at least, you know. 80%. My son is on his iPad. Mm-hmm. It's pop-up menus on yeah, YouTube, too. Yeah, exactly. And he's playing these games. and they the games, po- yes, too. Yep. Yes, the it games. pops up. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, you're like, oh, well, let's click this and see what it is. And then all of a sudden, it pops up. And then once, you know, once you pop, once it pops up, you're then it yeah, keeps popping yeah. up. It never goes away. 
And then it says 34% of the internet users have experienced unwanted exposure to porn, either through pop-up ads or misdirected links or emails. Yep. 20% of men and 13% of women admitted to accessing pornography at work. Dang, those are the hardcores. Yeah. Okay, we got a couple minutes left. What about pornography addict symptoms? It says inability to stop watching porn or pornographic behaviors. Another thing is tendency to get angry and irritable when denied of porn, then becoming secretive about porn use and continuously viewing porn despite the negative consequences. What about porn addict side effects? Here are the side effects. Feeling of shame and guilt, which Julie was talking about what her son was feeling. In this next one, too. Yeah. Emptiness, loneliness, and depression. Creating emotional attachments with artificial worlds. Having trouble relationships, divorce, risk of unhealthy sexual engagement, sex without intimacy, legal and financial problems. So basically, your whole world falls apart once you get hooked on this whole thing. Yep. Yep. Something to play with, for sure. Well, listen, we're going to go to break in a few seconds, but the number is 888-564-6173, 888-564-6173. We want to hear from you. Maybe you have a story about pornography or whatever it is. Um, Please contact us. We want to talk to you guys after the break. And if you would like to obviously book some of the high schools, please contact us. I forgot. We go to middle schools now. That's right. So we go to all the schools. Go to thewhosoevers.com and email us, and we will come free of charge to your local high school and give the gospel because these kids need it. That's why we do this. We'll see you guys right after the break. Exactly. More live with Ryan Reese coming up. Is everything all right? Sure. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop-de-doo. Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what warn you. And we are back live, and my co-hosts are eating tacos somewhere. I'm right here. Oh, you're back. Oh, I'm there back. you go. Oh, wait. Hey, here I am. <laughs> Melinda's working on her uh, steps for yes. her Fitbit thing. Hey, exactly. What was that whole step? Wait, seriously, what was that? So I got this. I got the Fitbit for my birthday. Fitbit? Fitbit. And what you, is this? Oh, you wear it. You wear it on your wrist, uh-huh. and you count your heart rate. Mm-hmm. Counts your steps. Mm-hmm. And the amazing thing about it, which I love, it tells you how you sleep. So it tells me how many hours I actually sleep, even though, like, let's say I go to bed at 1030 and I wake up at 1030. It tells me how many hours I actually slept. So, like, on some nights, I'm awake an hour and 55 minutes. So, so it tells you actually how many, t- how, many how many hours you're actually sleeping. Yes. So That's it's kind of amazing. So then you know, like, if you've slept, because there's times when I wake up, I'm like, I feel like I haven't slept. So what were you doing? I don't know. You don't know you're awake, but you are. Are you, like, sleepwalking, making, like, peanut butter jelly sandwiches <laughs> exactly. that night I'm or something? I'm walking downstairs, eating, like, eating, doing whatever. Going down and eating ice cream. Exactly. Like, I don't know. I just, I gained 20 pounds. Exactly. <laughs> Someone keeps eating all the rainbow <laughs> sherbet. <laughs> I'm very mad about yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So it tells you, like, you go REM first, uh-huh. then you go light sleep, and then you go deep sleep. That's interesting. It is. Hmm. 
it's just kind of interesting. So now I'm into getting my steps. So it makes you more active because when you're just like sitting, you just I just get up and start stepping. <laughs> yeah, you look like a freak show. Yeah, it looks kind of weird. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but I, if we'll see. If you're tuning in right now on the first uh, side of on, before we went to break, we were talking about uh, the pornography epidemic. Um, you know, Ryan just got back from high school tours from uh, New Mexico, various places. And there's a lot of issues that, that people are facing. And one of them, we had a caller talk, uh, call in talking about how their uh, 10-year-old son was exposed to uh, por- pornography and how it was affecting him. And Melinda and Ryan were just reading statistics that are just mind-blowing. When we look at our world today, so many people, uh, this is um, impacting and we want to talk to you. If you have any questions, you have any comments, you want to call in, this is your opportunity. The number is 888-564-6173. Again, 888-564-6173. Before we take this next call, um, let's finish up with these last group of statistics here, starting with youth pornography stats, okay. Melinda. So it says teenagers with frequent exposure to sexual content on TV have a substantial greater likelihood of teenage pregnancy. And the likelihood of teen pregnancy was twice as high when the quality of sexual content exposed within the viewing episodes was high. So don't Netflix and chill. Exactly. Because that will happen. Yep. Yep. So what else? So pornography viewing by teens disorients them during the developmental phase when they have to learn how to handle their sexual sexuality and when they are most vulnerable to uncertainty about their sexual beliefs and moral values. That's interesting. So here they are watching pornography when they're a teen. So, I mean, obviously, when, you, when you're a teen mm-hmm. for a boy, mm-hmm. your hormones are raging mm-hmm. and you don't know what to do with them. You don't know how to handle them because this is new. And so all of a sudden you have all these feelings that you've never had before. And so now you're watching pornography. And so that skews your mind of how to think what sexuality is and what sex is and what it's going to be like when you actually have it. I read another statistic saying, oh, actually, I went to pornography, uh, a porn, not a convention. It was uh... (laughs) a... (laughs) <laughs> it was it was at Azusa Pacific okay. University, and it was a, a conference a conference oh. on porn. Right, and he was saying that um, a lot of uh, a lot of teenagers watch it, so th- that's like their sex ed. Yeah, they're watching it for their sex ed to learn what sex is like. Now it, we all know that pornography is fantasy, exactly. And um, so these a lot of these girls and guys are watching it to learn what sex is. And then they even said that because it was a Christian conference, they even said a lot of the Christian kids are are watching it because they don't want to sleep around. So they figure this is a way to not sleep with right. someone, but to right. watch porn. So this is a way out to not sleep with someone right. to, to 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 stop that craving. But yet, there's the other statistics that we read is destroying their minds and yeah. right. manipulating what what is supposed to be. But this is the crazy. It's thing. a whole lie. Yeah, yeah, it is because yes, they're. Trying to do what's right, yeah, that's what I'm in saying. a sense yeah. by watching pornography, but yet it's like making them want it more. Yes, instead of you know suppressing the craving, it's making them want it way more because now you know when you watch things, you want to keep going deeper and deeper, and what you started with all of a sudden it's not satisfying anymore. Mm-hmm. 
So you keep going stronger, and then it gets crazier, mm. and then pretty soon you're at the height of it, and like you're just watching, I don't even know what, mm-hmm. but just craziness. Well, yes, 100%. And also, you as you watch porn, you could literally, your, your partner or your wife will say, right. will not satisfy you, and literally you'll be imagining what you're watching on the right. screen – when you're sleeping with your wife. So right. now your wife doesn't even exist anymore. Which I have a friend who got a divorce because her husband was watching pornography and he wanted her to perform the acts that he was mm-hmm. watching. And she felt so self-conscious and felt like she couldn't live up to this fantasy. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, he wasn't ever satisfied because she couldn't because that's not reality. Nope. You know what I'm saying? You can't live up to something that's not real. You know, and so it ended up destroying their marriage and now they're divorced. Crazy. Yes. It is serious, but no one ever wants to uh, address it, no talk one about wants it. To talk about it, address it. And you know what? This is the most interesting thing is the mainstream is going crazy because this is a, seeing the effects. This is the yes. mainstream thing. And people right. go, oh, it's the Christians. No, it's uh, the yeah. mainstream. And anyone that is hardcore to pornography knows that they're yeah. not thinking about their partner. They're right. thinking about what they just watched on the screen. Exactly. For sure. Coming from a guy that came from pornography. Right. You yeah. know, that is the reality. So um, let's read through these last the ones. Family... And then we're going to take these next calls. Okay. So let's go to the family marital pornography stats. According to National Coalition for the Protection of Children and Families in 2010, of families in the United States reported that pornography is a problem in their home. Pornography was increased. 47%. Yeah. That was 2010. So think about what it is now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Think about what it is now. Oh, yeah. That was a long time ago. Seven years ago. Yeah. And it says pornography was increased, increases the marital infidelity rate by more than 300%. Yeah. By more than 300%. 40% 40% of sex addicts lose their spouses, 58% suffer considerable financial losses, and about a third lose their jobs. That's cr- The financial and the loose loss of job, was that, is that because of the depression and the anxiety and all that stuff? I, I think it because it does bring depression and all that kind of stuff in because w- what happens is your mind gets so blemished after a while, you start, it's like, becomes like animalistic. You look right. at everybody like a target, basically. Yeah. And so you become socially awkward. At, at times too, right? Like right. having normal conversations, especially with somebody of the opposite sex, because your mind is all over the place. That's that so would make true. sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's it's well, obviously it's it's like a drug that you have to keep watching. And if that's what you're doing twenty four seven, well, you're not going to work, or you're at work and you're not being productive. So then you get fired. So then financially you're messed up. And then it says sixty eight percent of divorce. Co- Cases involve one party meeting a new parent over the internet, while 56% involved one party having obsessive interest in por- pornographic websites. Additional resources. Okay, okay. go ahead. Yes, yeah, so, well, no, there's all these additional yeah. resources, but I mean, this is all mainstream stuff. Yeah. I'm going to tell you the additional resource. His name is Jesus Christ. Exactly. And it's a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I mean, I'm not opposed to, to going... Um, to, to a class or have an accountability or whatever, but the bottom line is Jesus Christ and a relationship with him is and the work of the Holy Spirit is the only thing that will set you free of this or any other sins in your life, straight up. So And the yeah. the other thing that I want to bring up too is that, you know, we all sin. Mm-hmm. 
Heck yeah. We all sin. And not one sin is bigger than the other or worse than the other. So if you have a problem with pornography, don't feel like that is like the ultimate sin that the Lord can't forgive you for. Because it's just like lying. It's all the it's they're all, sins all the same. So basically, the antidote is the same in the sense of repenting for your sins. And when you truly repent, you do a 360 and you turn and you don't do it anymore. And you have to take all precautions to safeguard yourself from doing it. Maybe you're listening. You're like that word repent. What that, that I just don't like the way it sounds. Repent's very simple. It just means if you're going in one direction in your life that you're not happy with, maybe you're lying, you're cheating, you're cheating on your wife, you're watching porn, maybe you're getting wasted and doing drugs, who knows what you're doing. Just not, maybe you're just not psyched on these things that are happening in your life. Repent means to basically, instead of going that direction, stop going that direction, flip a U-turn and go the opposite direction, right to God. And that's where the grace and mercy is. That's where the forgiveness of sins is. That's where the Holy Spirit will fill your life. And that's where you'll start that new life that you were created for. And you'll find your identity in Christ and your purpose. That's all repent means. You just change, change directions. Mm-hmm. And you're not happy knowing what you're doing. I right. wasn't happy. No, you're not happy when you're not when you don't have a relationship with with Jesus Christ. Mm. You know, it's just a lot of troubles and and just um, emptiness and hopelessness. But we find that peace in that relationship with God and the whole purpose why we're put on this planet. So we're gonna go ahead and take this call from Rick, calling in from Barstow. What's up, Rick? How you doing tonight? You're on live with Ryan Reese. What's going on, Ryan? Chilling. Got Sean and Melinda in studio. What's your question tonight? Uh, it's not a question. It's a comment. Okay, cool. It. Uh, I'm a self-admitted uh, porn addict, or yep. I was. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, this Valentine's Day will be two years that uh, from the first time I met you uh, at uh, at Calvary. Oh, right on, uh, man. My wife and I took a trip from Fresno down to see you guys. Oh, sick. Um, awesome. I, uh, wait, I think I, I remember you. Big, big, tall, bald guy. Yep. That, yep. I know exactly who you are. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? <laughs> uh, right after that trip, that was when I rededicated my life uh, back to the Lord. I remember and, that. Uh, mm-hmm. My struggle was still real. And so I was, you know, I was jamming on, on every sermon that I could come across. I drive trucks, so I'm in my truck alone a lot. Um, away from the family a lot, and I heard a pastor tell me or make the comment that if you're serious about it and you have nothing to hide, not only the relationship with Christ but accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I instantly Googled, and I'm not going to give any particular site a plug, um, but I, I I Googled an accountability site. Yep. For two almost two years now, I've been paying the nine dollars a month, and I know that if I get online. And I see something that I'm not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. My by ten o'clock in the morning every Thursday, my wife gets that report. Wow! And it is that has changed my life because I know even when the devil attacks me like he does, and as hard as he does, I'm not going to disappoint my wife again. Mm-hmm. Because before I met you, Ryan, that day that I met you, mm-hmm. you were on the verge of divorce. Wow! Dang! It was. I did that day in your church that saved my marriage. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus, yes. for showing up. I, dude, I remember. I remember meeting you and your wife, and I knew things were sketchy at that moment. But I do remember you uh, walking up and, and giving your life to the Lord and going, like, I, I got to change it all. 
Dude, that is so cool, man. That's been two years. It's been two years, and we are going stronger than ever. Boom. Um, <laughs> yeah. Your, your sermon, it was one of those ones where I walked out and I told my wife, did you call this guy and tell him I was coming? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I keep walking So Rick, I, I can't thank you enough. Right. Rick, I, I have a question for you. You know, yeah. knowing that you were addicted to pornography and just the fact that I'm sure there are more than a handful of men that are dealing with what you've dealt with. What is it that, I mean, I know, I think I know the answer, but just so that you can tell the listening audience, what is it that made your wife stay and stick it out and was willing to go through this with you? You guys mentioned it a second ago and it was repentance. Okay. She got to see it. Yeah. I tell people all the time Mm -hmm. that Lord blessed me with a wife who, who, See, it wasn't just porn, it was infidelity. Okay. I had actually left my wife for another woman. Mm. Um, and she she believes in uh, forgiveness rather than divorce. Wow. She believes in the Old Testament, but she knows that the New Testament has us covered as long as there is a repentant spirit. So I had to fully repent and show her that I was willing to stick this out and that I was not playing any games. Right. And, that, and, and that's where you got the accountability. Because, see, a lot of guys don't even do that. Like, no. You, you were like, hey, I'm getting accountability. Anything happens, you're going to get an email. Right. And that's... The day I... Yeah. I, I know exactly where I was on a Southern California freeway when I called her and told her what I had just done, when I when I signed up for that. Wow. And the reaction that I got from her was... I can't even describe it. Because right then, she knew, I'm not just talking. Right. I, I did a... I did it up talking in the past. Now I'm proving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I involved her in my recovery. Right. Wow. Well, there it is. That's yeah. amazing. Transparency. Because, you know, as Satan, you talked about it earlier, the, the battles that you had, it's cool that you have this because it helps even when the enemy attacks. Because Satan so often, as we come into the light and all of our sin is exposed and we're set free, what the Satan wants us to do is to start walking in the shadows again. Walking mm-hmm. a little bit here, a little bit there. Uh, but but that's totally, totally amazing. It's a cool freedom to have because when you can be uh, transparent with your spouse, there's freedom. It allows communication to flow. Right. When And yep. this is probably for the listening audience that is out there. Um, dude, I disagree with people having to hide their phones um, from their wife or their husband. Right. I think it's whack. I think and a lot of times, because I think it's important, like your wife or your husband should know your passcodes to your phone. They, they, they should be able to, to access those things to have your back. It should be an open book. You know, many times I've seen this before where people are hiding their phones right. and there's a suspicion and it creates this thing um, that becomes so bad. But and a lot of times it's turned out to be like they were hiding something. Exactly. And it's just like when you're not guilty, you have freedom, you have peace, man, everything flows in a relationship. It's worth it. Worth it. Make sure there's transparency in your relationship in the home. Rick, thank you for calling, dude. That that's an amazing story, man. I'm yes. I'm, I'm glad that God's doing amazing things in your wife's family, in your you and your wife's family. That's amazing. Thank you, guys. I do have one more comment. Yes, when it comes to uh, your listeners. Yep. Re- recognize your weaknesses. Mm. When the devil hits you the most. For me, it was when I'm tired. Okay. Because 
time I worked for it, I worked at a job where I would get literally two to three hours of, of sleep a night, and then I'd be back on the road. And this was five nights a week. Mm-hmm. I would come home so exhausted, and all I had on my mind was porn. Wow. It was like it was like a release. It was almost like smoking a cigarette or drinking a beer. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would watch a little porn, take a shower, go to sleep, get up, go back to work. Mm-hmm. And once I started recognizing that now, when I started getting tired, I started talking to God even more because mm-hmm. I know coming. Right. The devil's going to hit me. And, and it's been, you know, gradually it just got fewer and farther between. Right. You know, what's interesting is I have a friend that actually, because he, he came out of a, a pornography as well, and he said that he goes to bed early now. He's like, cause uh, he goes, you know, Nick, remember, yeah, yeah. you know, Nick, he, he's talked about this on the radio show before, but he goes, he goes, I go to bed at, I go to bed at nine. He goes, nothing good happens after nine <laughs> because he came out of porn. Right. So he, that, that was his weakness. Right, you know, at right. night, tired. He's like, nothing good yep. happens after uh-huh. nine. I'm asleep at nine and I'm up early. Right. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. So there it is. Yeah, for sure. Awesome, man. Love you, Rick. I hope to see Love you again you, someday. <laughs> yeah. You will guarantee that. <laughs> right on, man. Take it easy. That's the thing, man. That's our trip. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. You know, hey, it's, it's true. Um, you know, me and my wife, we have uh, we have all of the same. She has all my passwords. We have like, one sheet with all of our passwords. She can get right. on my phone. I can get on her phone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's the way that's the way it should be. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, if you, you don't have them, yeah. If you don't have them, what are you hiding? You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like you have to be transparent like Sean was talking about with your spouse or else it's not going to work. There was one video I saw on Instagram and it was this guy that he, he got – it's like a skit. He, was, he got shot and he was like bleeding out. He's like, ah, oh, I'm dying. And then his, his girlfriend's like, here. He's like, call 911. And, and she's like, give me your phone. He gets his phone. And she's like, she's like give, give me the password. And he's like, uh, oh, no, I, it's all right. It's all right. Don't worry. Don't worry. And then he's like, uh, I see the light. He, he basically just dies without giving the password. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so good. That's so funny. true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he call, I'm dying. I, no, it's right. Don't yeah. worry about it. I'll just die. <laughs> He'd rather die than be exposed. Think about that. Yes. You know? True oh, the, that. True yeah. that. True that. Okay, here we go. Um, we are going to go ahead and take Sarah from Rancho Cucamonga. Sarah. Hi. Good evening. How you doing? What's your uh, question tonight? Well, I was just hoping that uh, you could pray for me. Yeah. I came across, like, internet erotic literature and just random websites with pretty hardcore stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was much younger, and now that I'm in my 30s, it's still impacting me. I don't think it's so, for me, I don't think it's so much, like, the sex addiction. I think it's the fantasy addiction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so now the fantasies could be good, or they could even be bad, scary, of, like, being alone forever and being really awkward. But, mm-hmm. um... I was hoping you could pray for deliverance for me from that. And so, so it's like it's for, like the the fantasy of pornography. Uh, no, the it's, fantasy it's, it's, of it's that written. kind of lover. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And like, I also struggle with self-esteem issues, so mm-hmm. I think I'm not sure if 
the literature would have guided that. Literature is really too flashy of a word for this, but mm -hmm. the, yeah, so it was definitely feeding my dissolution. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sir, we we will pray for you and uh, understand. I have actually dealt with with somebody. I don't know if it was like a, a couple of years ago. Um, the same same kind of thing. It, it began reading something when, when they were younger uh, that then bl ballooned up to different things. They were into a lot of um, old um, some like Chinese animated art stuff mm. as well. And then mm -hmm. right, and then it had a lot of different kinds of. Uh, way of its writing, like you said, led, led to this huge fantasy thing, and it's this, it really gets into the mind very, very deep. And, and it's, it's just like with everything else, this is just another aspect of it. Just another doorway. This yeah. is just another doorway, and you know, we don't want the, the enemy to be discouraging you, Sarah, and the lie that you, you're going to be alone, the lie that nobody can understand. That's what Satan always wants us to believe, that nobody's, that we're all by ourselves, nobody faces what I'm facing. Uh, the Lord will, will give you strength each day. We're going to pray uh, that the Lord touch your life and anoint your life, Sarah. Um, but just want you to know that you're not alone. He has mm -hmm. the, God has the ability to cleanse and wash your mind. You might not see it right now, but as Joel 2.25 says, I will restore the years the canker worm mm -hmm. has eaten away. The damage that has been done, the Lord says, I will restore. And you trust and you believe in that. All I'm right? going to have you pray for her. Yeah. But uh, before we hang up, or before the show ends, um, Sarah, we're at Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar. We're pretty close to you if you're in Rancho Cucamonga. If you ever want to come by and see any of us, we're, we're there on uh, at the services. So you could just ask for us, and we love to hang out and talk to you in person and pray with you or, or whatever, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So we are there. Sean, you want to pray for her? Yeah. Lord, we do pray that you'd be with Sarah, Lord. Touch her, Lord. Cleanse her mind. May she have peace this night. As she goes to bed tonight, may she have the best sleep she's ever had. May you set her free this night, Lord. We pray and we trust in the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord. Fall upon her now, Lord. Flood her mind with all the goodness. All the filth and the garbage, Lord, wash it from her mind. Your word says that anyone is in you, we are a new creation. So, Lord, I pray that you would make all things new in her life, Lord. In your timing, bring uh, someone into her life that loves you. Lord, and will guide and be a great influence upon her life, Lord. We pray for all others that battle with the same kind of addiction, Lord, that you would set the captives free. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Amen. Sarah, you take care. Yes. You too. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, tonight was very interesting yes. and a cool show. It was. A lot of cool calls. It's an of... epidemic for sure. It is. Yeah. Epidemic for sure. And a subject that needs to be talked about and talked about and talked about so that people don't feel ashamed. Because yeah. they probably... Everyone feels like they're alone. Yeah, exactly. It. Like they're the only ones dealing with it or going through it or like, you know, I'm a Christian, but I'm addicted to porn. So there must be something wrong with me. And it's just plain and simple sin. Mm -hmm. It's just sin. And so realizing that and coming out... And being able to share, like, this is what I'm dealing with. This is my struggle. And be, having people pray for you. Yeah. All right. Well, next Saturday. We'll yep. be back. We'll be if the back, rapture right? doesn't come, we'll be here. All right. <laughs> Much love.
This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.